Hey everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. Today is getting to know you guys better by answering your crafty questions from YouTube. So let's dive right in. Okay, Andrea's Life asks, how did you know I'm in the living room with a TV dinner desk? <laughs> LOL. Um, she's referring to got index cards and ribbon, how to make fun pockets for junk journals. Um, that's funny. Uh you know, I've been there too. I can totally relate. Um, maybe a lot of us can. I don't know. <laughs> I just had a funny feeling. Uh, a lot of people actually comment that they're often mass making things while they're sitting in front of the TV and the old TV dinner desk comes in really handy when you're crafting. And uh, Diane Perez asks where, uh, for the same video, where are you today? I'm working I'm at work playing with papers, watching this video and making these when I get home. Um, I'm wondering if she's asking ge the general population in the question as opposed to me because I'm, I'm, I was in my craft room crafting at my craft desk. That's where I was. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to get your wheels turning and uh, yeah, go forth and make some fun things when you get home, Diane. Uh, Homegrown Standards uh, says, wait, you sing? Where can we hear you sing? Is there anything you can't do? Um, yeah, I do a lot of things badly, <laughs> but uh, singing might be one of them. Um, I used to kind of, I don't know, I do these, sing these little tunes in my earlier videos. I haven't done that in a while yet. I don't know why. Um, uh, maybe, maybe you're happy about that? I don't know. Go back and check out some of the earlier videos and... Um, I don't know, it just sort of comes out. I like, I'm a singer around the house, in the car, in the shower. I love to sing songs just by myself. <laughs> uh, try not to put too many people through that. I did once sing a song on a public stage at a theater a cappella, uh, which was a little scary. I actually had to write the song. Um, but it was just for fun. It was uh, a playful thing that a lot of us sort of challenged ourselves to do. And that was, that was, that was, that was fun and scary at the same time. But yeah, that's about it. That's, that's no, that's my singing, very short singing career. Um, Jima rides. She asked, good morning. Do you ever do live videos? No, I have not. Um, I have not only because, um, why? Because I, I'm, I, I've just never gotten around to it yet. Maybe I should try that, huh? Okay, I'll put that in the realm of possibilities. There you go. Uh, Rhonda Smith asks, what is the purpose or advantages of glitter glue? Okay, um, there's Art, what's it called? Art Deco's glitter glue? I think it's called Art Deco. I can't think of it. Art, I'll, I'll go grab a bottle. I haven't used it in a while, but um, I, I, that's a good question because a lot of people wonder about that. Art, Art yeah, art glitter glue. It's a white glue. It dries clear. Um, it dries relatively quickly. It says permanent, water-based, non-toxic, dries acid-free. Okay, so there's the perks that come right from the bottle. Um, a couple things. Well, you'll see, you, you will see a lot of crafters use this glue. It's not very cold stable, so some people have issues with it during the winter time, where it, I think it separates and becomes gooey or gummy or something. But in general, it's probably a better white glue than school glue or Elmer's glue just because it's I think it's stronger um, and I, it does wrinkle your paper a little bit maybe not as much as the other glues because I think the other glues probably have like the Elmer's and the school glue and the regular white glues they might have more of a water content this seems to be a little bit thicker and it has a very nice bottle that it comes in if you can get the bottle that has a little metallic applicator tap a uh, cap tip with it 
Um, that's very nice to get a very thin stream of glue. A lot of crafters like that thin stream of glue because you don't really need a whole lot of glue in crafting junk journals. You just need enough to get the job done. Too much, will you'll end up with wrinkly paper and nobody wants more wrinkles, right? Um, okay. Cindy Noose asks, what kind of glue do you use? Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> well, I just explained about art glitter glue. I do use that sometimes, not all that often, but sometimes. Um, nine, nine times out of ten, I'm using Fabrifix clear silicone glue. Clear, uh, glues fabric to fabric, fabric to paper, and paper to paper. Um, it's a, it grabs fast. It does give you a second or two to reposition, and it holds up well over time. And um, let's see, it's acid-free. I'm reading the bottle now. Fast grab, quick dry, washable and acid free. I just fell in love with this glue when I discovered it. Um, I kind of put, it's by Beacon, I, I put together Fabri-Tac, Fabri-Fix, and Beacon 3-in-1 glue in my mind all together in one category because they work, they, saw, they serve my needs the same way. If you can find any of those, they're pretty good glues. Uh, glue is a very personal thing. A lot of people don't like the smells of certain glues or they don't like working with silicone glues or they they have different preferences according to drying time um, but i would say try a bunch go out there try tombow glues try regular elmer and school glue try all these fancy glues and just at one point just you'll find your happy glue yeah everybody's got a different happy glue um handy sister crafts asks hey pam i'm, I'm not putting the hearts i need to put the hearts okay heart Heart, heart. That means I, I read it and I responded in the uh, the craft chat when I'm going through the through these. Um, not all my hearts mean that. Sometimes the heart just means I read your uh, comment and appreciate your comment. Um, okay, we did that one. And here, hey Pam. Okay, this is Handy Sisters Crafts. Says, hey Pam, I sat down and pulled all of my ribbon off the packaging to save space. Uh, it was amazing all of the space I saved this way, but now I have lots of ribbons and bins. Any idea how to organize and store? Oh, you know, it's a, um, I, I might have, I might have a video on how to organize ribbons. I, I found the most condensed, easy way. To, you can wrap them around spools if you would prefer that, prefer that. But if you don't want to do that, you can just cut a piece of very thin cardboard and just wrap your uh, ribbon around that and put a little pin in it in the end. A lot of people do that. Um, you can also use the ribbon itself, like just kind of put it like, you know, the way shoelaces look when they come, do it that for a bit and then start wrapping around the middle and use the ribbon itself as that and then put a pin in it or, or not. Um, I used to put pins in everything and then I found I was just getting stuck by the pins and um, so then I started not using pins if it would stay and then did that for a while but then everything ended up in a big mush ball eventually and um, yeah I have no easy solution for that. Um, you can use elastics but you'll probably get a wrinkle in your ribbon if you do that and I ended up just throwing them in a big bin honestly because I got so many that they overcrowded my little craft drawers where I had to just throw them in a bin and I eventually color separated them. That helped so I could, I put my neutrals, my whites, the creams, the you know vanillas, the bisques, all those those whites and off-whites in one and then the color um, 
ones in a different bin just so I could like think, okay, do I need a pink ribbon or do I need a neutral? Am I going to dye the neutral? Am I just looking for a neutral? That seemed to work the best. I found no easy solution to anything storage-wise. I just put a lot of little different drawers around me and hope I can find a way to squirrel stuff away. And I still seem to have a lot of stuff sitting on top of the horizontal spaces. It's, there's never enough room, no matter how many little drawers you have. You know, you know. I think that's it. that's just it. That's just the way it is. Okay, so we got that one. Um, Annette said, uh, glad you're feeling better. Do you stop at thrift stores and antique stores for your vintage letters, letters and postcards? Uh, yes, um, you never know where you're going to find things. And um, I do like to swing around the garage sales, yard sales, um, estate sales, um, Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, flea markets, consignment stores, antique stores, and auctions, eBay, um, all sorts of places to look. Uh, friends, family, don't forget that. That's a good place to start. And self. Um, maybe you have some old letters. Maybe you want to, um, you know, I don't know, use your own stuff. That's a possibility too. Uh, maybe you want to save your own stuff too, but you could make a journal to house your own stuff. How about that? Um, there's a lot of places to, to get these things. And also when you find some people who do uh, have the things that you're looking for, let them know what you're looking for and just say, hey, if you get a box of old paper or a box of old letters or a box of old postcards, please give me a call, give me a shout. And I've set up some relationships like that. And that, that helps a lot. So when they know what you're looking for, they will keep their eyes open for you out there. And then you're going to have a lot of eyes looking. And, um, uh, okay. Um, uh, oh, Marilyn Wolf Borgensen asks, this is off the junk journal subject, but I was wondering how old is Sonny? Sonny was born during the COVID years. Yes, he's um, officially two. He will be three on July 9th. Yeah, I can't believe it already. Oh my God, I can't believe that much time has passed. And he was like the size of half of my foot when I got him. He was so small. I thought I was going to squash him. I thought I was going to squash him just picking him up. He was so darn tiny. Um, but he's a real, he's, he's grown into his little heifer size of 4.5 pounds now. And uh, he's, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he's ruling the roost over here. He's my little, my little, my little man. <laughs> um, Valerie asks, uh, oh, she asked me where I get my ephemera. I think I answered that. So yeah, basically all those places I just listed. I just keep circling around those different places. You never know where you're going to find something. Just keep your peepers open. Uh, Linda Bell um, asks, icing piping bottle. Did you get that at Walmart? And in what section, please? I got it online on Amazon. I do have a link in my Amazon store, Linda. Um, but you can just, you know, go to Amazon and put in Sugar Bell's icing piping bottle and it'll come up. Yeah, you'll get, you'll see different sizes or multi-packs or single packs but make sure you get the one that has the little silver tip because that's going to make it easy for you to uh, get that thin stream of glue and then I store it upside down in a glue caddy that I built and if you put if you you know go onto YouTube and put paper outpost glue caddy it'll bring up that video and uh, you can you can see how I made that it's pretty easy out of a couple water bottles cut in half and um, uh, okay, Linen Skillings asks, wow, that was so cool. What was so cool? Oh, the video called Got a Cereal Box and a Bed Sheet, How to Make a Junk Journal. Um, now, do you use the pages to write on or question mark? Um, totally up to you. 
these are books um, that are totally whoever receives the book can do whatever they want with it um, I guess in the traditional sense they're created like a journal or a writing journal but a lot of people put poems or quotes or little sayings or little mementos tucked in art uh, the doodle books um, to-do list books groceries list book I mean anything anything that you want to save um, you know cookbooks I mean whatever you like to do with it uh, uh, okay Gail Capilano says on uh, how to finish a junk journal the neutral journal Pam that's not the same stencil you have in your Amazon store I bought the one in the Amazon store and it's not the same am I crazy or do you have more uh, tree stencils in your store um, there is as far as I know there's two stencils tree stencils in my store one is the negative and one is the positive of the uh, tree branch design and that is the one I have in my store there's when you click on the item you should be able to see what the item looks like to make sure that it is what you want and um, you know if it's not what you want you can probably return it to Amazon so I would say check that out if you, if you got the wrong one but double check that and um, um, yeah I only have two tree stencils one the negative and one's the positive um, of the, the, the tree branches I use that one a lot it's probably my favorite stencil ever um, okay we did that one um, Angie Renee asks, Angie Rennie asks uh, welcome back so good to hear your voice again my question is how can I handle oversized pages in my signature without cutting them down to size can you give me some ideas Yes, a couple easy ways are if the page is too tall, just fold the bottom up and make yourself a nice couple of pockets at the bottom. Uh, they're instant pockets and uh, do that. And then if they're too wide, just fold in the sides and you'll have, um, you can either have some extended pages or fold outs or you can glue them down and have pockets there. Uh, if you don't want to cut them um, and you don't like the extra paper, remember you can always tear it with a ruler, a sharp-edged metal ruler, and that's an easy way to shrink pages that stick out too much. Um, you can also accordion fold them if they're really long and make a giant extender page, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun things you can do with uh, pages that are too big. Um, Lynn Burns asks, Pretty, well, pretty new here and already adore Sonny. What kind of a dog is he? And thanks for the inspiration. Sonny is a Maltese. He's a baby doll-faced Korean-style Maltese. That's officially what he is. Whatever that means, I have no idea, but he has a very, very short snout, which gives him kind of the look of, I mean, he kind of looks like Yoda to me. <laughs> um, but he's got that, like, almost like a, a human face because the snout is not that long. I used to have four other Maltese dogs and they had a much longer snout. They weren't that, that baby doll face style. And I didn't get him specifically because he was that style. I got him because he was available and he was in town and there was COVID going on and I didn't want to get on a plane or travel far. And I just really needed a dog at that time. And um, he was there and well, he was actually in the cooker. He was being, uh, he was he was in his mama's belly waiting to come on out. And I was, Oh, I did, yes. And I had to wait, 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 like three months until he was born. Oh, it was like the longest, the longest three months of my life. And then finally it was pickup day. And uh, yeah, I picked him up outside a little plaza and the lady met me there and she brought this little bundle of joy into my world. And oh, I bawled like a baby. He was so beautiful. Still is my little apple. Um, 
Okay. Um, Whisk Girl seven. Whisk Girl thirteen says, "Do you have multiple bobbins for sewing machines in order to coordinate stitch with journal, or do you just mass make in one color thread?" Good question. Um, yeah, when I do when I load my bobbins, I'll just do a whole boatload. I'll do some in whites, off whites, browns, and blacks. Get a bunch of those going have a pile and then if I have a lot of colored threads which I do I could sit here for hours making bobbins um, and, and I'll do some you know some pinks some reds sometimes just some backup but yeah I definitely mass make those just sit there and you know sometimes you know you're not always making ephemera or um, embellishments or you're not always making a junk journal sometimes you just you kind of need to do that background work you know where you just need to relax and just do something that's very repetitive and unwind and then also backstock yourself so you're ready to go when it's time. You can also buy those pre-made, pre-loaded bobbins if uh, you're a lazy crafter like me. I've done that before and sometimes that's nice because they're all ready to go and you just grab and go. And um, somebody gave me a bobbin threader, not a bobbin threader, a bobbin loader, I guess. Um, where you don't have to use your machine, you can actually just turn it on and it will load bobbin after bobbin for you. Um, you have to you have to put each bobbin in and put the string in, but then it'll just, you know, you just put the button, push the button it's, and it's gonna go. So you could actually be sewing on your machine and multitasking at the same time. Um, well, that was kind of cool. Um, Marky Crossman Dixon asks, Hi, I'm new to junk journals and your channel, but I'm enjoying both. Just a newbie question. How would you, how would one attach this glue on the fold or hole back or a staple question mark? What, what did we make in that video? She's looking at using up book pages, episode five, double pocket. Ah, okay. So it was like a little booklet basically. And, um, yeah, there's fun ways to put little booklets in your, um, uh, and this is like a folding, like it had a little spine, uh, and it opened like a little mini book. And I probably had a couple pockets in it or something uh, to tuck some little cute ephemeral things in there. Um, but I would probably, you can, you can do what I call a hangover. You can hang it from the top of the page. It doesn't really even need a paper clip or anything. It's just the weight of it, the gravity will hold it in place. If you want to wrap it around the side of a page, you can do that with a paper clip. You can, if you have a pocket or a, a L-shaped, like a corner tuck, um, that can accommodate the size of that piece. You can just tuck it in there. You can obviously put it in a pocket or a tuck. Um, yeah, or any kind of version of that. Um, you can glue the back down if you want it to stay permanently on one place and just have it be like, you know, like one of those Lent, not Lent, one of those Advent calendars that kind of pops up in it but is attached. It'll kind of be like that where it's attached to the page but you can open and close the front book cover of it. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of fun different ways that you can present items in your junk journals uh, for people to explore. Okay, um, Teresa Simard asks, how old were you when you moved? Oh, almost dropped my phone. Did I turn? Oh, did I turn it off? No, we're okay. Um, how old were you when you moved from Canada? I was 21. I was 21 years old. I'm a mere little spring chicken back then. Um, and I started college when I came down. That's what I did. I just jumped and started going to college like crazy and kept going and kept going and kept going. Um, um, I'm a dual citizen. I don't know if you guys know that, but I'm, I'm Canadian and American now. Um, 
cool taxi driver says, glad you're feeling better. Have you ever tried using flowers to dye paper? No, I have not. I should try that sometime. That's a fun idea. Um, I wonder what flowers really release good, good color. Maybe you can give us an idea. Um, Laurel Shimmer said, oh, I, this is the video, how to make faux book plates. And um, Laurel Shimmer asks, what is faux about? Um, and uh, so uh, a faux is just um, another word for artificial or false. I mean, it's false, I guess, but it's fake. I guess fa- it's, not, it's not the real thing. You're, you're making a version of it, a copy of it, a, an example of it. Like uh, I made um, book plates. Um, there are traditional book plates, but the I just made some fun ones out of paper and rubber stamping, and, and that way you could just uh, go ahead and uh, um, play. So faux is um, uh, not the real thing. There you go. That's probably the best way to explain it. Um, Varsha asks, Hi ma'am, can you please tell me where I buy journal supplies for low cost in Canada? Um... Well, I would say shop at home first. That's your lowest cost of all. Then shop at your family's house, shop at your friend's house, and then start going to the thrift stores and go to garage sales, yard sales. Those are going to be your least expensive places to go. The flea markets again, I would try those places first. And you'll branch out. You'll learn where to go from there. And you might even run into other crafters and you might want to ask them um, where they have good things. Now, as far as the stores in Canada, unfortunately, I don't know because I haven't been there you know, to shop in a long time but I hope those ideas get you started so there you go folks if you don't know I have a February 2023 special going on for fundals you get a triple bonus of a um, you buy a fundle and you automatically get without a coupon or a code you're going to get a Victorian calling card a Victorian trade card and a book page from 1798 with really 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 cool gothic text on it so there you go that'll be automatically included in your fundle if you purchase um, anytime during February of 2023 so if you like to feel the old papers maybe this is your time Um, thank you very much for hanging out with me Sunny and I truly appreciate you guys being here and spending time and sharing your precious time and uh, sharing your ideas and thoughts and what you make and um, we'll talk to you soon to everybody create with reckless abandon bye-bye